Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the man from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Ginger's Perspective. Once again, we're chatting MotoGP with Rob Portman, the editor of RideFast magazine. Get your copy now. Rob, tell me your thoughts on on what happened in in the Czech Republic. The rain at one point looked like it was going to come and get set, and then we saw the track was absolutely drenched and dried up and Cal Crutchlow timed it perfectly with his tire strategy. It was. It, it always throws in a, a big spanner in the works when the rain comes down. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, Crutchlow quite arrogantly came out and said, you know, he kind of thought everyone else was wimps. And I, I think everyone in the media and, and on Facebook taking it a little bit too literally because, you know, Crutchlow is British. So that British sense of humor came out because he, uh, he really did dominate, you know, he got comfortable with the conditions, went with the hard uh, compound wet tyre and started off 15th, I think, on lap one and then came through to win the race quite comfortably in the end and his first MotoGP race and I'm happy for him, you know, I'm a big Carl Crutchlow fan despite people, what people think about him or say about him and uh, he deserved it but, you know, Marquez and Rossi really had the championship in mind and they really kind of had a lot more to lose so you could see they, they took it easy especially Rossi in the opening in the opening stages of the race he really was nowhere but uh, showed his class and came through and Marquez again did, uh, did the mature thing and picked up championship points and you know now still has the comfortable lead in the in the championship ahead of Rossi now it's a 53 point lead ahead of Rossi who jumped ahead of his struggling teammate Lorenzo who now is six points behind Rossi I just want to touch on on the on Crutchlow. I think, as you say, people misunderstand him. You can see his heart and souls in racing. He loves racing. He took his opportunity. He proved that the tire strategy was spot on, and he was the best rider on the day. There was no doubt. He deserved his victory, and I quite like that he's phoning his wife every time he wins before he even speaks to the guys in the media. And I mean, you go back to I think the commentators were saying 1981 was the last time that we saw a British rider win uh, a Premier Class MotoGP. Yeah, it's crazy to think that Barry Sheen all those years ago was the last British rider to win. Now, when they said that, I couldn't believe it. You know, we've had so many fast British riders in MotoGP. To think that it's been that long is, is crazy. But, you know, Crutchlow, you've got to take him for what he is. He's got that proper British sense of humour, that tongue-in-cheek. He's thick British, so he really does have a sense of humour. And yeah, the way he celebrated was awesome. He got on the on the phone to his wife Lucy. They've just had their little baby girl Willow, so I think he just phoned her and said, "Listen, got a little extra prize money. Go buy some more nappies and formula because <laughs> we can afford it now." So uh, he, you know, gambled with going on the hard. He had the right tire, the right setup, and and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm ecstatic for the guy. And uh, let's hope there's some more to come. To have someone else come through and win it is pretty awesome, you know. It's it's a good, it's it's just good for the sport, I think. And and I think what makes it even more special. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but MotoGP has been dominated by these guys for so long. You think of Rossi, nine-time world champion. You think Marquez, Lorenzo, Petrosa. All these guys have been dominating. It's good for these other guys to come through. I think Loris Baz. What a phenomenal race for him. Yoni Hernandez. These guys were absolutely fantastic. Hector Barra, it was amazing. Yeah, this year's MotoGP so far has been just that, you know. It's 
kind of been the year for like the Leicester City in, in the Premier League. I mean, we've had Jack Miller win in Aston. Yeah. We've had Crutchlow win now. We've had Ian Oney win now. You know, these are, these are guys picking up their first wins this year. We had Eugene Laverty finish fourth uh, in Argentina. Like you said, Loris Baz now, Hector Barbara. So, you know, obviously the, the, the weather conditions do throw those names into the hat. Uh, when it's dry, you know, it's going to be the normal the normal players. But it's just been such a such an exciting MotoGP season. Just been a drama full kind of season this this year, and um, long may it continue because it really does make it so exciting and probably the most exciting sport on the planet at the moment. There's no doubt. I mean, you look at Formula One; it can't even touch what MotoGP is doing now. And I actually think Formula One gets a little bit jealous. I mean, we saw in the rain, not great conditions for spectators, eighty-two thousand people. One thing that that was interesting, and you speak of drama. Jorge Lorenzo, reigning world champion, is not a happy camper at all at this point with Yamaha. Yeah, I think it's a couple of factors. I think it's it's Lorenzo not being comfortable in the wet conditions with the wet Michelin tyres. And then, like you said, uh, Lorenzo just, I don't think, willing to stick his neck out for Yamaha, who pretty much, you know, went with Rossi. Lorenzo could win 50 million world titles for Yamaha if Yamaha had to decide every time they would go with Rossi and that's pretty much what happened I think Lorenzo was was hoping that he because he had won them a title that you know they were going to kind of fizzle Rossi out and go with Lorenzo and he wasn't getting shown the love once a lot of love shown and Yamaha went with Rossi and he's gone now with Ducati and again on the weekend I think it just proved the fact that he's not willing to stick his neck out for Yamaha making the stupid decisions that he did and just to touch on that, a lot of people are confused on what actually happened with Lorenzo. He had a, a delaminating front Michelin tire, um, as Iannone and a couple of other guys did. So he pulled into the pits, swapped over onto a bike that had slicks, but his team didn't know that his, his front tire had delaminated. So they were kind of, you know, having a go at him saying, you know, what are you doing? Ramon Focada, his team, his crew chief saying, well, what are you doing? Because at the lap before he actually pulled in, Lorenzo was the fastest rider on track and he and he still said, had I not had the problems, I could have maybe picked up a podium position. Um, but I think that's Lorenzo also talking himself up. But uh, that's pretty much what happened. So he went out on the slick bike, uh, gave the team the opportunity to to uh, put a fresh new set of wets on, came back into the pits, changed over again. His team were again crossing him, just saying, why don't you stay out on the slick bike because now you're just wasting time. I don't know if you saw, but actually mixed it with the guys for the podium position when he shouldn't actually but I think that was again Lorenzo just <laughs> showing um, you know making a statement and saying I'm just as fast as you guys so I'll interrupt your race a bit but yeah I, I complete fun and games there with, with Lorenzo and Yamaha and I definitely think things aren't um, you know as, as bright as they might seem for the, the world champion and that pretty much put an end to his title aspirations I think I don't think he's going to stick his neck out at any point of the season uh, unless he doesn't have to. You can pretty much tell how Lorenzo's weekend is going to go from the first practice. If he's not in that top three uh, in a fr- in a Friday free practice, yeah, you know Lorenzo's not going to win the race. And um, he's saving himself for Ducati next year because he's got a big mission yeah. to get Ducati to the front of the field. If he doesn't climb on that bike and win, that is Lorenzo, I think, pretty much done because... You know, everyone's kind of calling it that he's not going to do it. Rossi couldn't do it. If Lorenzo can go there and do it, he'll have one over Loren- over Rossi. But if he doesn't go there and do it, I don't know where, where to fall for Lorenzo from there. 
It'll be very interesting to see. Um, just quickly on on those tires. I mean, Iannone's tires, the pictures all over social media. Unbelievable that front tire was just shredded. So uh, kudos to him for staying out and managing to still put in some some decent laps towards the end there. Let's talk about um, the testing that's been happening in uh, Mizano because I've seen a few crashes, including Andrea Dovizioso. I mean, he's lucky not to come away with any broken bones. Yeah, he's uh, he's twisted his knee. He said well, as he landed in the gravel trap, he twisted his knee. So uh, not good there for him. It's just bad luck, more more bad luck for Davidio. So so far this year, he was one of my favourites going into the Bruno race in the wet conditions and was looking really good. And then you know once again uh, more bike problems for him. So just yeah, bad luck for him. But yeah, more testing for the guys as they a little bit of a break now, a couple of weeks till the next round, which is next weekend at Silverstone. So we are all to play for at the moment, and uh, the guys trying to get as much data as they can, especially the Ducati guys. Now with that wind under their belt, they really are on a mission to go and get some more. Rob, Brad Binder, a bit unlucky in uh, in, in the Czech Republic this weekend, uh, but it hasn't quite scuppered his chances of winning the, the title just yet. Yeah, I spoke to Brad afterwards, and you know, you, from the outside, people made a, I was actually somewhere watching watching a race with a whole bunch of friends and they were all telling him to slow down slow down but i spoke to Ben and he said he was com- he was comfortable you know he didn't feel like he was pushing it he didn't feel like he was you know uh, under pressure or anything so he was riding his race and you know his race just happened to be at the front by three seconds and literally just tugged the curb three millimeters tighter than he did the lap before little paddle on the inside and, and down he went but uh, yeah Navarro backed off and I think finished 10th or something so Brad's still got a comfortable 61 point lead and you know see us, Brad's not there to, to settle just yet you know when it comes down to the last three race meetings or two race meetings and you need the points yeah settle but for now Brad's there to, to compete and win races so yeah I say go for it every single race meeting I think he was doing the right thing if you feel comfortable if uh, in the conditions and that just go for it and that's what he did and you know people forget at that level you know things those things happen you won't believe the pace that he was going in those wet conditions so yeah unlucky but still got a 61 point lead still leading the championship still our hero and still going to bring it home for South Africa no doubt absolutely fantastic Rob Portman thanks very much for your time can't wait for the next MotoGP in Great Britain September 4th that one gets underway appreciate your time so get Ride Fast Magazine now for everything happening on two wheels.